Ethiopia is a country of multiple transitions, and often when we talk about Ethiopia, we forget that it is actually a country which is registering uh, for many years in a row a robust economic growth and over 7% uh, last year. It's a country which continues to play an important role in an African con continent as a leader in uh, rallying uh, support to the environmental change and environmental adaptation programs. It's a country which has uh, a very vibrant young population and recently accessed uh, also uh, the BRICS, as you know. So then, then we talk about the Ethiopia, we have to talk about the complexity of issues. So it has a lot of achievements, it, it keeps making an economic progress, and it also faces a number of other transitions. And among them, for instance, an impact of the environmental uh, degradation we're seeing everywhere, and Ethiopia is battling that. Uh, of course, uh, humanitarian matters uh, continue to be important. Uh, we know that uh, there was a conflict, there was displacement country hosts, uh, more than 4.5 million internally displaced and uh, about, um, uh, about more than 900,000 refugees from the neighboring countries. So uh, we are continuing to, to work both on the development issues. This is the current numbers? Yeah, uh, in numbers of internally displaced yeah. are about 4.5 million, and uh, the numbers of uh, refugees are about 900,000. And obviously there's a conflict in Sudan, and there's all these uh, um, refugees coming from South Sudan, and of course from uh, our neighboring countries such as Somalia. Um, and Ethiopia is a very generous host, you know, they, they, they provide all sorts of support to, to those people who are on the move. So uh, UN uh, continues to operate in this environment and we're working both on the humanitarian issues but also a lot on the development front. And uh, this is an important to, to continue to do so. Um, so um, maybe uh, important to mention that we were able to reach to more than uh, 17 million people uh, with various types of assistance this year. And uh, our funding levels, unfortunately, have not been commensurate with the ask. At the beginning of the year, the ask for $3.9 million. We have revised our requests to 2.2, uh, but still um, more needs to be done to bring the resources where we're currently at the 50% of the funding, slightly over $1.2 billion. Recently, the Human Rights uh, Council Appointed Commission has uh, published its report, which, uh, you know, you just mentioned that was uh, accepted as controversial in the country. So can you talk about uh, the reaction in the country and what is going on with this? Well, I can speak from my perspective as someone who uh, actually visited all the regions and have met with the people on the ground. And I can say that uh, everybody in the country is strongly rallying around the peace agreement. The peace agreement is uh, the cornerstone and the rallying point for all of us uh, to make it a success. And I have seen nothing but a full commitment of uh, the government and of the regional players to that. I also had a chance to interact with the um, members of uh, the National Dialogue Commission. Uh, those are um, independent, respected individuals have engaged in the dialogue throughout uh, the places where the conflict takes place and I actually facilitated 
uh, one of the dialogues uh, together with one of the commissioners. Uh, and it was a very, very good exercise uh, where we were talking to youth particularly. So I would say that uh, a lot of efforts are being made to um, make the peace uh, a reality uh, which is uh, lasting and durable. And UN uh, is best positioned to support these efforts through um, investments into the demobilization and reintegration of the combatants, supporting national efforts on transitional justice. And that's where, as the country team on the ground, we are uh, working together with the government uh, at the central and the regional level to make sure that uh, we provide that vital support. The SDG summit wrapped up recently in New York with a sense of urgency for action. What role does the, uh, you have as a resident coordinator in bringing entities and partners together on the ground for people and planet? What are challenges and accomplishments? The most important element here is to make sure that we bring uh, to the table innovative solutions. Solutions which are empowered uh, by the knowledge solutions which are empowered by the digital age um, understanding, modern solutions. We should not be offering solutions of the past. But course, uh, if we provide technological and ideological support in the area of development, which is based on the past century proposals, then we will keep uh, those countries which are developing on the developing bank and still catching up with the rest of the world. So what we need to do, we need to provide those cutting-edge, uh, integrated type of policy advice, and we need to rally uh, around the transformative change. And in the context of Ethiopia, again, that means working with the big national programs, uh, such as um, environment uh, protection and climate adaptation, such as introducing uh, e-governance and digital platforms, to support uh, better social services for the people. And of course, driving the agri-food systems. For way too long in many countries around the world, we've been relied on the food distributions and the food donations, while we actually can support development of the agricultural sector, to invest in agri-food systems, expand the linkages between the people and the markets so that people take charge of their own life and they become uh, an active agents uh, of the change and uh, actually join uh, the uh, path to prosperity. Can you give us a concrete example of this cooperation? Yes, of course. Uh, in the regions uh, where I visit um, internally displaced, uh, in the past, for instance, there was a very heavy reliance on distribution of food. And now, in quite a few places, as uh, we are facing a lesser amount of availability of the resources, uh, we have now shifted into development of agri-food systems. And that's where the agencies like Food and Agricultural Organization, World Food Program, UNDP, UNIDA, and ours are working together to create jobs and to create markets for the people to actually be, to be able to sell their products and make, uh, make sustainable living. And this is, uh, this is what we need to do. It's a part of the transformation. And of course, another part is creating, um, uh, creating jobs.
yeah, more jobs we create and more opportunities for employment we provide. It's important. When we talk about Ethiopia these days, uh, let's remember that that is a country which has a vast natural resources, which has a very young and active population. And despite of that image of the conflict which we have received uh, more than necessary and actually is not reflecting the entire uh, picture on the ground. And what you actually have is a very vibrant economy. You have a lot of intellectual potential, and we need to make more emphasis on bringing into the picture other non-traditional actors, uh, specifically uh, working with the private sector, supporting the economic growth through um, creating a partnerships which are outside of the traditional aid sector and which link real-time people to the real-time economy. And I think if we support that, if we support the programs uh, targeting at the economic growth, um, direct investment and expansion of opportunities for people uh, to take charge of their own lives by um, gainfully being employed and I think we have uh, better chances, uh, not only in Ethiopia, but in every place. And, and uh, we do have very good programs there, and the government has a strong leadership on that. So our purpose is to strengthen this.